All right, once again, back again with the QBIQ podcast. I'm your host, Chris Hickson, creator of QBIQ. And as always, we try to bring you talent, coaches, the guys that matter in football and the football industry and how big it is. It's huge. And today we've got an awesome one. But before we get to that, I got my co-host, the ops, the guy who handles the ops at QBIQ, Coach Chet Walters. Coach Chet, what's up, brother? What's going on, Chris? How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Just sitting here, another day, another life, and it's free. QBIQ world, baby. <laughs> so many things are happening in the QBIQ world, and and today, you know, I love the podcast. It gives us an opportunity to talk to somebody uh, that's out there doing things, that's making a difference in the world of football. And today, we got a great one. We got AFCA's very own Mario Price. He's got a resume deep in the world of football and the AFCA took him out of coaching and said, we want you over here because he's obviously a, a prize candidate to do something special. Mario Price, what's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely, man. Anytime we get a chance to speak with somebody like yourself, man, we get we get pumped. Uh, Mario actually helped us get uh, into the AFCA to be able to speak and spread a word about the QBIQ system. And uh, we're super appreciative for that. So, Mario, let me ask you, what are you currently doing for the AFCA? Um, yeah, you kind of mentioned it, man. Right now I'm the director of coaching education. So uh, pretty much all the programming that happens at the at the AFCA convention, I'm kind of responsible for uh, getting the speakers, finding the topics, um, you know, keeping up with the game of football, seeing what's hot, seeing what's not, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, that's only about four days out of the year, so the other – 361. We're trying to find, you know, cool ways to to reach out to our membership and uh, you know find coaches to be a part of our membership, and that's through our podcast, uh, monthly uh, monthly magazine, weekly email blast. Uh, we got a website with all of our videos from the conventions, um, all of our articles that we've had from 1922 on. Uh, you know, so it's a lot of stuff. Just just trying to educate coaches. You know, in a nutshell, that's the main job is trying to find ways to help coaches uh, be better today than they were yesterday. Some great points there, and, and one that I keyed in on, you have a hot list and a not list, and we got to speak, so that means we're on the hot list. Chet, we're on the hot <laughs> list, brother. Perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so uh, you know, when, when we get an opportunity like that, we really appreciate it. Now, let me ask you something. How in the world, you're coaching players, you're really diving into, like, players and them getting better when you're – because that's a special bonding, you know, scenario, and you get to spread the word and teach. How did the ASCA come in and get you? Uh, you know what, man? My uh, so I spent about four, four or five years over at Louisiana Monroe. Um, I spent a year at Army. I know we might go down that timeline here a little bit later, but um, both both of those spots uh, when I was at Army, I, I spent that as a player out of high school, and then my four years um, at Louisiana Monroe, I spent that here about two or three years ago. Um, I was working for our exec, the current executive director for the ASCA, Todd Barry. Um, he's kind of been a mentor for me in the coaching in the coaching world, uh, and just really in life. Like I said, he walked into my house, <laughs> dang, twenty years ago now, and uh, gave me an opportunity to come play football for him. And um, you know, I did. He was let go. I transferred out. We stayed in touch. I said about ten years down the road, I ended up coaching for him. Um, enjoyed my time there. Had some really good years there. Uh, you know, went to a first bowl game in school history at, at Louisiana Monroe and. Uh, you know, like I said, have some special moments. And so me and him have always had a really good bond. And 
um, you know, he kind of gave me a lot of good advice in the, in, the, in the coaching industry and all that good stuff. And uh, when we were let go at Louisiana Monroe, I went over to Davidson College and he took over the AFCA uh, as the executive director. And, um, you know, he hit me up kind of right after the football season was like, hey, man, I got a great opportunity for you. You know, we're, we're, we're located right here in Waco, right on Baylor's campus. You get an opportunity to come back home, you know, make some make some good money, uh, some consistent money and, uh, and 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 help spread the, you know, joy of coaching. And, uh, you know, you thought I was a really good candidate for for, for kind of doing that stuff. So that's kind of what brought me back, man. Uh, it was definitely hard to step away from the game, but you know, I've become so passionate about the you know not not just coaching but the profession itself the profession of coaching what it can do the power of influence all that good stuff it, it's been cool to kind of you know uh, meet some guys I would never meet if I was just just only coaching so it's been it's been a blessing no doubt no doubt man that's awesome and and you know once a coach always a coach and uh you know whether your your role changes a little bit what you're doing now is bringing coaches together but you're not totally done, right? You're doing some uh, some work with D1 Sports out there in Texas, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little um, athletic training facility out here. Uh, it's, it's a franchise, so they're kind of all over the country. And, um, you know, when I got here <laughs> and I got off at about 4 o'clock the first day and I was like, okay, what's next? And I was like, oh, I just get to go home. I was a little a little lost on what to do. <laughs> I get off work so early for the first time and uh, – and I was like, man, I, I got to find something. And so, uh, you know, hopped on over there and, and I've been training some local athletes here and, you know, just, just, just trying to continue to, uh, you know, uh, uh, iron sharpens iron is our motto. And I've been just kind of trying to continue to do that. Man, for those guys who, who, who are out there listening to this, they have to understand that, that transition period. So once a coach, always a coach that coach Walter said, and when you said you get off at four, coaches, if you've been a coach before, you know you don't get off at four. <laughs> you get yeah. off at 10, 11, at 12 at night. And it's a uh, the job is so tasking, but because the love of the game, it just drives you without, without issue to do all those hours. So obviously that's the, I don't know what to do with myself at 4 p.m. You know, you need yeah. something else to do. Who, who, you know how each franchise of, of D1 normally has an NFL player that's a major investor in that particular one? Uh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, the, the major investors, I don't know if they're still involved right now, but uh, is RG3 and LaDainian Tomlinson. Um, LaDainian oh, cool. Tomlinson is a local high school athlete. He played at uh, University High School right here in Waco, and RG3 obviously played at Coppers Cove and Baylor right here in the, the surrounding area. So um, that's kind of fitting with those two guys. Gotcha. Yeah, that's 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 unbelievable. Ladanian, who Ladanian, who? Yeah, I, you know, Ladanian. I think what year was he on the front cover of uh, of Madden? Was that was that ninety? I could. Was I'm uh, not ninety. Uh, two thousand three, I think, or two thousand four. I, I think didn't it know was. that. I I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um. I uh, there, I think I know that I did the um, the motion capture for the quarterback position for um, for what was it NCAA and Madden and I think it was that year I, I did it for 2004 and I think he was on the front cover I'm, I could be wrong but anyway so uh, there in Waco and then Baylor you you played at Baylor and what was your what was your team's record when you were at Baylor. <laughs> 
Well, man, we, you know, uh, we weren't very good at that time. It was kind of, uh, I was on a, I was on a roster before Coach Browse got there. Uh, Coach Browse kind of one of one of one of the guys that obviously revolutionized uh, Baylor and turned it into a, a you know, a year in year out football contender. You know, I would say our best record was five and six. Um, we had a really good team that year. Uh, lost the overtime game to Texas A&M and Oklahoma, and you know it was kind of we were starving for a bowl, uh, a bowl bid. Hadn't been to a bowl in years and years and years, and that was kind of the year. But it was it just wasn't in our stars, man. It was one of the few seasons around that time that had eleven seat, eleven games in it. Um, you know, if we had that twelfth game, obviously we probably would have played another non-conference, uh, you know, team that you should be able to beat uh, type deal and. That would have got us to six, or like you said, pull, you know, pulled out one of those overtime games. So, the you know, five and six was kind of one of our best records there. But but I had an unbelievable time. Um, played for Guy Morris, who was the head coach at the time, and uh, you know, I transferred in. I wasn't one of his recruits initially, and uh, kind of worked my way up to being a starting running back my senior year, and then uh, ended up coaching for him. Got my first college coaching job for him when he left and went to Texas A&M Commerce. So, uh, definitely appreciative of my time there. So I'm, I'm going to jump into QBIQ real quick. Uh, when when you got a part of the AFCA and and you're in charge of spreading good messages and making sure that uh, the what's hot, what's not list, what wasn't, I'm not going to put you too much on, I'm not going to ask you what works and what coverage or anything like that, but I'm just going to say or ask you, what, what was it that QBIQ kind of said this would be a good message for, you know, other coaches? Well, you know, I, I think uh, anybody that takes the time to really go to the development of a player, uh, to the to the development of how a player executes whatever his task is to do, I always think that's special. Uh, you know, when I sat down and talked with you guys, I would like to say it was probably last summer um, down at Texas High School Coaches uh, Association deal. Um, it was, you know, you, you might have said smash route. You might have said shallow cross. You didn't get into that. You started talking about the coverages and how you sat down with a kid and you talked to him about how to dissect those coverages and exactly how to read them and how to eliminate route structures based off the coverage and things like that. And, you know, I just thought it was a cool way to get something a little bit different because uh, it's real easy. Hell, I'm the worst guy at it. When I get a marker and I hop on the board, man, I can draw you the coolest plays ever. Um, but my quarterback's got to be able to execute it. My O line's got to be able to execute what I'm asking for them to do, and I, I, like, like I said um, a little bit earlier, iron sharpens iron, and uh, I, I think sometimes we get so caught up in schematic stuff in, in the game that we we oversee the development, and uh, that was just something you guys really was were hitting on, and uh, you know it was a unique way to do it. Like I said, uh, you know, different ways to skin a cat, but but just approach the subject. Uh, topic of development the way you guys did the way the way your knowledge base was man it was pretty it was pretty attractive to kind of kind of get on board and let our membership here well we appreciate the opportunity anytime we get a chance to spread the message man we we always um we eat it up man so we we appreciate that and i know coach walters he was jumping in there for he, he might have had a question there did you have something yeah, there, Coach? Yeah, no, I mean, that that was great. And, yeah, Mario, ditto what Chris said. We really appreciate that opportunity and being there and made some great connections with more coaches. And um, I, I was going to dive in real quick and just ask, because you transferred uh, from one school to another, huge topic right now in the world of college football is the transfer portal. I don't know if the portal existed back when we were all playing, 
but what was that like? You know, what was that like for you? Uh, you know, the recruiting process is one beast, but then transferring. You know, what what was the the psychology or the mental battle that you went through with that? Oh man, it was it was very difficult, man. Uh, it was a very difficult decision uh, to, to number one leave the class that I, that I walked into that that place with. Um, as you can imagine, walking into Army is even a little bit different than just walking on your typical football team. It was a lot more fraternal just because you go to basic training together. As soon as you're done with basic training, you walk into, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, fall camp and walk right into a football season. And, and you do that with a bunch of bunch of guys uh, that, man, just really didn't know what they were walking into. So, um, you know, it was, in terms of just walking away, that's hard. I think that's hard for anybody. But, you know, the transfer process was actually, um, you know, it was, it was pretty difficult at the time, too. Um, you know, you couldn't have any conversations with anybody until you had the release, right? And so, um, you know, you're sitting here trying to debate if you want to transfer out, if Army is the right place for you, and you can't really say where you want to go or, you know, well, hey, when I leave here, I'm going to go here because you can't talk to them. You can't have your parents talk to them at the, at the you know, at the point in time. And so, uh, you know, it was kind of a difficult thing to navigate. You know, I didn't have a cell phone when I was up at <laughs> Army and all that kind of stuff. So I just, I, I didn't really communicate. So it was kind of a, it was a tough process, uh, you know, kind of being in the dark with, you know, when I would go in here and tell this coach and I'm, I'm leaving, I don't know where I'm going yet. And, so, you know, that, that was a little uh, difficult to navigate. And, uh, you know, at the, at the point in time, uh, the Army was in Conference USA, and uh, I wanted to transfer to TCU. I'm originally from Fort Worth. My dad played running back at TCU. And so that's kind of where I wanted to go. And so when I did decide to transfer, uh, my stipulation was it can transfer within any any Conference USA schools. <laughs> so, like, that was my plan. I walked into the office, and that plan changed. So, you know, the process was uh, – was definitely difficult at the time, and I think it still has its hurdles. And the transfer portal is maybe not the right answer, um, but you know, uh, it, 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 you know, as long as we continue to work towards something that that that's beneficial for both the coaches and the players, I think I think we'll we'll find something good. Absolutely, and I I think, and like you said, it might not be the right answer, but I, I think it helps eliminate any of those backdoor conversations. Because the oh, backdoor yeah. conversations, to, um, there was a portal before. Trust me, <laughs> guys were talking to other coaches, um, but it's it's backdoor information and it's not done exactly the right way at all. But now it's it's at least it got it's got a frontal piece that is more truth to it. But like you said, it might not be the right answer, and I'm not well rehearsed on what it is. But guys are definitely leaving schools consistently right now and it's one way right. to address the issue yeah no there's there's no question man that's uh like like you said as long as you eliminate those backdoor conversations uh the, i take i take a lot of pride in my character and all that kind of stuff and i i've always had and so that's why it was probably so difficult for me because i didn't want to break any rules or get anybody in trouble and everybody's not always as, as, as probably <laughs> worried about their character as I am. And so, yeah, right. you're right. It was a lot of backdoor conversations. It was a lot of guys reaching out probably a little bit from both ends saying, hey, man, it's, a, it's an opportunity to come play for us here at this place and there's kids. Hey, if I'm not starting, man, I'm going to come over there and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you know, you just want to bring integrity integrity to the game. And 
you know, like you said, if that brings a little bit more integrity to the game, it's a, it's a great starting point. You know, you just don't want everything to kind of turn to the wild, wild west. And, uh, right. you know, that that's, you know, that's kind of some of collateral damage. But, uh, you know, you just got to keep making steps in the right direction. And uh, hopefully sooner than later we get a, get the game to a good point. You know, just to bring everybody up to speed, we're sitting here talking to Mario Price of the AFCA Head of Coaches Education, and he, you know, we met him uh, probably 10 so months ago, and and um, the relationship has been great. Uh, always interested in bringing in great topics to, uh, to the College Coaches uh, Association. So, again, we appreciate that opportunity. Mario Price has a long history of, of the world of football and what he brings to it. He's getting the environment better. And I always love talking to guys when they're they're willing to express how they're interested in good, strong character, how they want things done the right way. That's why the AFC wants them. Guys like Mario Price are just, they're amazing to talk to because you get a refreshing uh, view of, hey, we're still, we got guys that are in the structure of how football is conducted. And, and you can appreciate that the direction is still sound. Um, you know, we... I, I just got to tell you that it's our, uh, you know, from when Coach Walters reached out to you and you've been always so open since we've uh, started this relationship. I just, uh, I'm always very thankful for key relationships. And we certainly view our relationship with you as uh, one of our super key relationships. So we're very thankful for that as well. Yeah, no doubt. Likewise, man. It's, uh, it's, it's good to meet people that are trying to do great things for the game. Uh, you know, the game has been great to me. It's allowed for me to meet amazing people, travel to, I won't say the world, but the country for the very least. And, uh, you know, coach on some great staffs, meet some great kids, uh, play for some great coaches. And, uh, you know, just guys that are out there trying to do it the right way and, uh, you know, trying to help these young people uh, excel on the field, off the field, man. You always got <laughs> a seat on my bus, man. All right, I got one key question. I got one key question. What is your football story, even when you were playing or when you were or coaching? Anything. What's your what's what your my, key my story that, that you always fall back on? Love to tell. My key football story. Oh, man. Uh, just kind of in regards to anything football-related. Yeah, uh, best, best story. Best memory. Best story you got. You know you have some crazy ones whenever you deal with coaches or players. You know football has those crazy stories. What's your favorite one? Uh, one of my favorite stories to, to tell, and this is just kind of a, a laughing story here. Uh, so uh, in 2012, we had a really, really, really good season, man. Um, I was at Louisiana Monroe, uh, a team that from from, from – uh, you know, from a structure standpoint, should not be very good ever uh, just because resources aren't really poured into the program a whole bunch. And um, it was just kind of one of those years. I had a good quarterback, had some good receivers, had a good team. And uh, start off the season, we upset Arkansas. They were number eight in the country. Uh, took Auburn to overtime the next week. They were ranked at the time. Played Baylor on national TV, man. Uh, lost to them by three points. Uh, you know, it was kind of one of those things. Like, oh, we got a pretty good team and so we got a conference and uh played pretty well throughout conference and got bowl eligible but at the time we didn't have very many bowl tie-ins in the conference so uh you know we're trying to get the school to a bowl game for the first time in school history we kind of knew that we needed to win our last game versus versus florida international mario cristobal was the head coach at the time and uh they had a really good team but they just 
it just didn't show up on a scoreboard type type deal. And uh, you know, uh, it was the last game of the season. We needed to we need to probably get seven eight wins to make sure we got into a bowl. And uh, <laughs> man, we played those guys and had the game had the game kind of kind of taken care of. We didn't play extraordinarily well. They they played pretty well, and uh, we were we were up. I want to say it was twenty one fourteen. Um, in the in fourth quarter, we got the ball back, and uh, we were always in shotgun, always in shotgun, always in shotgun. We were trying to go ahead and close out the game and nail the ball. And quarterback goes under center. Hadn't taken an under center snap since practice, you know, once or twice every week. And uh, as you can guess, our quarter, our, our head coach has already got doused with the ice bath and all that kind of stuff. And uh, loses the ball on the snap. They get it. They're like, well, they still have to score. They've struggled on offense. First play. Bomb for a touchdown. We're in overtime. Our head coach is soaked. I was in the box. I was halfway down, high fiving the coaching staff, and uh, <laughs> get a call on the cell phone like, "Get, get back up to the box. Get back up to the box." So, oh uh, you know, we get it back up to the box, uh, and it, you know, it, it it ended well. We we were able to kind of take care of it pretty easily in overtime. It didn't get too dramatic in overtime, but it was it was just a funny story because man, it was uh, our, our head coach, man, it was Todd Berry, our executive director, man. He was he was stoked, and I just. He's a, he's a mild mannered coach. He doesn't get too too hot unless it's uh, calls for man. And, and I know he was fuming, man. So it was <laughs> it was a cool cool deal. Uh, always love to tell that one. And and, and and kind of moral of the story is we never went under center for uh, <laughs> to nail the ball out. We just went ahead and lost those four or five yards that you got from the shotgun snap and nailed it from there on out. So. Oh man, that's crazy. Oh. They say don't ever do anything that you don't practice every day. <laughs> that's right, man. That's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that that's a heart attack. Get back up to the box. Well, hey, listen. This this has been an awesome one. I appreciate your time, Mario, uh, more than you can can know. Um, for anybody hearing this, you're hearing from somebody who makes a difference in the world of sport and in, in the football industry. Uh, for Coach Chet Walters, I'm Chris Hicks, and it's been another podcast. We drop this on Mondays. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening on the QBIQ Podcast.